From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 136 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. Today, I'm talking about the list of requirements for a health anxiety suffer, what they expect to happen during the day upon waking up in the morning. And if any of those things aren't checked off, then their anxiety goes into overdrive and their glass is full. The glass overflows whenever anything novel pops its ugly head. So I want to get into that list. Now, this podcast is about the techniques, the strategies to overcome life's biggest challenges naturally. No coping, no medications, no reassurance seeking, no Dr. Google. This is a podcast all about facing the parts of you that you do not want to face because the greatest battle we will ever have to fight in our lives is the battle with our own minds, our own selves, right? And on the other side of that battle is courage, is enlightenment, is a complete paradigm shift, a new perspective over yourself. Last week, episode 135, I talked about trauma. I talked about the high emotional events from your past that you repress, that you store and why you need to confront those traumas to heal, to be stronger than you once were. And Roxana leaves a comment saying, I notice when I have that moment alone, I will always pull out my phone and browse social media. When I refuse to look at it and sit with myself, I get this uncomfortable, irritable feeling. So many of us are uncomfortable being alone in our own skin. This was a much needed episode for me. I I agree, Roxana. Even today, sometimes I get caught up on my phone, and this is something I'm always working on. And I notice that you know, I put when I put my phone away, there's this urge to pick it up. There's this urge for distraction, and I really enjoy. I I can't tell you how much I enjoy just being alone and not doing anything, maybe listening to music, but staring out the window, practicing mindfulness and getting back in touch with myself because we live in a society today where it's so easy for us to detach ourselves from ourselves because of all of these distractions. So great comment, Roxana. The Philosopher Guide says, So many things clicked together when I listened to your show, especially when you talked about old memories bubbling up to the surface and then repressing them. There are many times I need, there are many traumas I need to work on. Well, like us all, the philosopher guide, we always have things to work on, definitely. Uh, Nikki says, 
I think you are a great teacher of anxiety. Thank you for sharing your experiences and knowledge. Much love. Well, much love to all of you for your comments and just being who you are and following the podcast, following the videos and living this empowering lifestyle. So thank you for your comments. I really appreciate it. Today is all about the list of requirements. Now, when I used to suffer from health anxiety, after a restless sleep, I would wake up and immediately check in on myself. And that's typical for health anxiety sufferers. They require, this is the first requirement, they require to feel good with no strange anomalous sensation. Then what happens is that they usually will feel that ache or body pain. And that brings about worry that has been clinging to them for such a long time now. And so they begin again to obsess over the feelings that now have overcome them first thing in the morning. So the first requirement is to feel good. And once you wake up and you feel off, you feel fun, you still have that strange body pain, the body sensation, and it immediately sends the anxiety sufferer into worry. What if thinking? Then they require a shoulder to lean on. Words of reassurance. This provides a temporary fix because once nobody is around and you are faced with the novelty of your symptoms, then the fear comes back and you are pulled back into your safe zone. Anxiety sufferers love their safe zones. And like my old self, I would refuse to go into work because the thought of going out there, whatever that means, you know, out there into the, into the, the unknown. That's how I looked at it. I looked at everything outside my safe zone as a threat, the dragon of chaos. And I stayed home because, you know, all of those what if thoughts. What if I go out there and I don't do a good job because I didn't get enough sleep? What if I have a panic attack? What if I throw up? What if I have cancer? I, I, th this requires my attention. So I want to stay home where I can get the reassurance I require to feel somewhat normal, right? Anxiety sufferers are desperately trying to grab onto some known territory because they're so far out in the ocean. They're like in the middle of the ocean. They're looking for islands, right? And so you can look at reassurance as like an island. It's not going to get you back to civilization, but it's going to stop the drowning right now. The health anxiety sufferer then requires that their day at work goes smoothly without any hiccups whatsoever. 
if any new anomaly pops up at work, then that will override the anxiety sufferer's system because they're already in sympathetic nervous system mode. That's the stress response. That's when your digestion is compromised because your body's basically saying, hey, there's a perceived danger. I'm not going to worry about digesting food. I'm not going to worry about uh, fighting off infections and diseases right now. I got to pay attention to a perceived danger and I have to be alert and ready. So the blood is rushing to your limbs, ready to fight and flee. And well, you're, you just have a heightened sense of awareness at this point. And that heightened sense of awareness and this whole sympathetic nervous system response is active in a health anxiety sufferer day in and day out. So they require to have an appearance of normalcy at work, right? That's what they want. They don't want to have their coworkers judging them. If they think they are being judged in a meeting, for example, because of their strange behaviors, then this requirement is not checked off and then their anxiety increases, because then they start to think, what if John thinks I'm acting weird? What if all these people think I'm acting strange? What if I throw up right here and everybody thinks I'm crazy? What if people think I'm crazy because I'm fidgeting too much, right? Then they require no roadblocks when commuting to and from work. No traffic, no delays, nothing that requires extra work because their glass is already full and they don't have the mental capacity to handle new novelty. The anxiety sufferer already has a, they already have a battery that's running red hot. The charger's been in that battery for so long now that the battery is running red and any other stress can send them further down into that red zone until, well, the battery dies, right? The, it's just, there's too much. And that's why the health anxiety sufferer likes to stay home in their safe zone. The outside world is too much to handle. Every little anomaly or hiccup will push them over the top. Then they require alone time during the day. This was huge for me. I did not want to be stuck in a conversation with a coworker, or I did not want to go out to lunch with other coworkers. I had a hard time forming relationships when I was out of college because of how bad my anxiety was. I did not want to be stuck with them because I want, I needed, it was like I needed to focus on the novelty because I was figuring out what is this thing and how do I overcome it? And it was also the fear of that social judgment. So anxiety sufferers, they want to keep their focus on their symptoms because they just want to solve the problem. They keep those who are close to them, which usually is family, nearby. Close family or close friends nearby. Then 
they require their partner or family member or friend there when they get home. And if that's not checked off, then that sends them more into panic mode and lost in the forest. They want that companion with them. It's analgesic to be around family, to be around somebody close to you. And what that means is, well, when you're around family, when you're around loved ones, that blocks pain signals to the brain. That, that's why it gets so difficult to an anxiety sufferer to be away from family. This is also the time of day when they feel better. And so they indulge themselves in their favorite foods and TV programs. So they require these stimuli to, to cover up the holes, to cover up the pain. That's basically what's happening, to cover up the pain they don't want to confront. They repress all of their internal struggles, but when the TV goes off and it's nearing bedtime, they begin to stress over sleep and the following morning. That's the thing about being a human. It's that we know lingering in front of us is the future version of ourselves, the Brad tomorrow who's going to have to face his anxiety, right? That's how I saw it in the past. I was like, oh God, I have work tomorrow. How am I going to get through that day? What if I have a panic attack again? What if I feel anxious? What if I have those strange sensations again tomorrow? How am I going to confront that? What if I don't get enough sleep right now and that I can't function properly the next day and I make a mistake at work? Those were the thoughts that were looping in my mind when everything would shut off. So there was this anxiety. These feelings were all of these dragons within me that I did not want to confront. And all of those feelings and sensations would pop up once all the distractions were eliminated. And then lying in bed, what would happen is, well, confrontation of those feelings and sensations, right? There are no coping strategies when you're lying in bed with your own thoughts. It's just you and your own mind, and that can be difficult. Then the health anxiety sufferer requires a good night's rest so that they can function properly the next day. Now, if that's not ticked off, like it was in my past, I was like, well, I can't go to work. I can't go to this thing. I, I'm not going to function properly. I'm, I didn't get enough sleep. There's no way I, I can do a good job. The stress of not sleeping will prevent them from not sleeping well. So it becomes this vicious loop. And then in the end, because they haven't gotten that restful sleep, the next morning they feel even more anxious because the amygdala is more sensitive when you are lacking 
a full night's rest when you're lacking deep sleep. So as you can see, an anxiety sufferer requires things to be checked off in order for them to function properly. You can look at it as, well, the anxiety sufferer is in chaos and they're des desperately clinging on to any sort of order, right? And so that's the list of requirements. That's the order that they're holding on to. And if anything is not met, they're thrown more into anxiety mode. Now, if there are any other requirements I missed, which I'm sure there are, please leave a comment, comment below. I want to hear what you have to say. Leave a comment. You can do that by going to unpluganxiety.com and under contact, you can, you can send me a comment that you would like me to share on the podcast, or you can do that just by leaving a comment on the YouTube version of this podcast. So go to YouTube and go to the Anxiety Project on YouTube and then subscribe and you'll be notified whenever I come out with a new podcast or whenever I come out with a new video, which is every week. And lastly, I want to mention that if you are interested in the best nighttime routines for anxiety, I have a video of that on YouTube. So go check that out. I have lots of YouTube videos. So go through those videos, learn, take notes, take notes, because this is a recovery channel. There is no coping, just healing. And lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast or video. Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.